There is something very important. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff happening down at the state house. There's there's the the these bills that create a lot of emotion. You know, there's the red flag bill, mm-hmm. and there's the vaccination bill, there's the sex ed bill. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um, there's a couple that are under the radar. They're not. They don't create as much emotion. But they're really important, and I think they're really dangerous. We talked about Senate Bill 235 yesterday, which is the forced voter registration of when you get your driver's license or if you sign up for Medicaid. I mean, it's, it's astonishing. I think it's probably highly illegal. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about Senate Bill 19232. Suzanne Steyer, welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Thank you. And uh, this is one that probably is under the radar for a lot of people, this uh, Senate Bill 232. It's, uh, they're calling it Concerning the Codification of the Rules of the Secretary of State Addressing the Procedures for the Enforcement of State Laws Governing Campaign Finance. Uh, Suzanne, I've read this. I really recommend that people read this. I used to think that reading legislation was above my pay grade. Uh, but I realize that, that we need to know what we're talking about. And when you're conversing with somebody and you can say, I actually read that legislation, it creates a lot of credibility. And, uh, Cassie, I think that you, you, you read that yesterday as well, this uh, 232. But, Suzanne, why are you so concerned about it? Well, I'm concerned about it because they are trying to get all of campaign finance um, enforcement, um, the adjudication, the investigation, everything under the umbrella of the Secretary of State's office. And and that's never been the way that it is. It's always been um, private enforcement. There have been administrative law judges. Uh, I mean, there was a, a process that removed the discretion of the Secretary of State out of the office. And that was always done for a very specific reason for years and years to make sure that it wasn't enforced in a partisan way. And now they are sweeping everything into an office that has shown itself to be very partisan. Well, it looks to me, and and I know that you're the former Deputy uh, Secretary of State, but it looks to me, Suzanne, uh-huh. like it is going to be. It's going to allow the Secretary of State to weaponize that office against political uh, opponents, and I think it could also be used against. Um, you know, center-right leaning um, nonprofits, C3s and C4s. Yeah, I mean, in the bill, they're trying to give themselves an additional um, thing, which is what they call audits. And they try to, you know, make it all seem very neutral, and we're not really doing anything. We're just codifying some rules that were already there. Well, that's just absolutely not true. I mean, they are giving themselves the authority to audit, which we all know means the authority to start issuing subpoenas. And those are going to be issued, you know, IRS style or the way we've seen attorney general's office weaponized. Uh, They're going to be issued to nonprofits that they're not aligned with for the purpose of harassing nonprofits and their donors. And it's a very scary thing. And, you know, in the past, we've tried to run bills when I was at the secretary's office that would set up a committee um, of like two Republicans and two Democrats that would sort of uh, field complaints and appoint hearing officers, and that's how the Federal Elections Commission does it. And they used to come and testify all the time, you know, as early as 2016. Oh, we can't do that because that will politicize the process, and we need to have all this independence. And now 
they take the office and they take, you know, the House and the Senate, and they're going to exponentially do, you know, political back and forth with with groups they don't believe with. I, I mean, it's just hypocrisy. It's it's scary. I think that they must believe they're going to keep all these offices forever and ever. And the best way to do that is to, you know, run laws like these that make it hard for anyone else to win because you can push everybody else out of the process by investigating them and, and burning their money and scaring their donors. And, and that's where they're headed. I, Suzanne, as I have learned more and more about what's going on here in Colorado and, and also, you know, what is, is been going on nationally. I mean, I, I think, I think that um, the radical, we're now calling them regressive um, activists that have taken over the Democrat Party. This is no longer the Democrat Party of your grandparents. This is no longer the Democrat Party of JFK. This is a whole new thing where, you know, they're interested in weaponizing and taking their power and weaponizing it against political uh, opponents. And um, I think that they are trying to ensure that uh, that they will never lose an election again here in Colorado. I, I mean, they're playing long ball, and I don't know that uh, that conservatarians or conservatives or libertarians understand what's really happening here. But these folks are playing long ball, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much going on down at the Capitol right now, and you know, your introduction was right and. There's so much to focus on that you can run a bill like this that is really dangerous, and there's not going to be that many people who are going to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was supposed to be heard last week, and then there was a storm, and they canceled it. But, yeah, I mean, there were, like, two of us waiting to testify against the bill and in a room full of people waiting to testify about rent control. And so, you know, you had to get in line behind the rent control, which is, of course, this huge issue. <laughs> Yeah, and and we know that whole game as well. I've been down to testify, and it's really difficult for everyday people to go down and dif- uh, and testify. I because you have jobs, you have families, and and then uh, when again these radical regressive activists who've taken over the Democrat Party, they also uh, kind of play politics on that. If they know that you're there to testify against something that they're supporting, they may make you sit there for six hours, seven hours before you actually get to testify. Then they give you three minutes. And it's um, and, and I've seen them be very disrespectful to everyday people if, uh, you know, people are, are testifying against, against a bill that they're supporting. And what are we going to do, Suzanne? Um, and let me just ask you, is there a chance that you could stay through the break? Um, I think Cassie and I probably have a couple more mm-hmm. questions for you. Is that a possibility? Sure. Okay. We have on the line with us, and we want to talk with her some more, and that is Suzanne Steyert. She is the former Deputy Secretary of State here in Colorado, and there's something very dangerous happening happening down at the State House. We'll be right back. We have Suzanne Steyert on the line with us. She is the former Deputy uh, Secretary of State right here in Colorado. Uh, I'm very concerned about the Senate Bill 19232. I believe that it will uh, allow the Secretary of State to Jenna Griswold to weaponize that office against uh, political opponents and uh, C3s and C4s, nonprofits, uh, that she may not like. But Cassie, you had a question for Suzanne. Yeah, so I kind of have two, but the first one, just talking about nonprofits and 
in general. So that so they want to go after, if I'm hearing you correctly, you know, anyone who kind of opposes their agenda. And nonprofits are really vulnerable. I mean, they, I mean, for the most part, like they, you know, don't have a lot of funds, you know, for lawyers and things like that. Um, but uh, let's say you're a nonprofit that maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of some in the Denver area, but you know, you have some that are definitely more conservative and Christian, right. and so would they just? I mean, they would just go after those ones. Well, yeah, I mean, the the way they're going to do it, they have another bill running after this that has to do with, um, you know, spending by nonprofits in elections, mm-hmm. and it talks about if you, you know, have a certain amount that you spent and it was earmarked by a donor, then you have to release your donors. Um, so they can just pick a nonprofit and say, hey, you played in an election and we want to see your books mm-hmm. and we want to see your donors and we want to see whether, you know, your major purpose is politics or whether you had earmarked funds or whatever. And if you go after a nonprofit, like you said, that's that's really sophisticated, maybe they do or maybe they don't have money to pay an attorney, but likely eventually you just shut down because mm-hmm. You know, it's not worth the time. And we've seen that, and it's not worth the money. And we've seen that in just what she's done since she got in office, because there have been two, there have been complaints filed uh, since she got in office, four of them, two against members of the Senate, um, Tammy Story and um, Faith Winter, for using a conduit, uh, Act Blue, um, to raise money. And that was dismissed. And there was another one filed against. Progress Now and the Sergi Brin Foundation for funneling money into uh, the oil and gas initiative the last round. Mm-hmm. And it was $150,000 or something. And they were using Progress Now as a conduit because Sergi Brin Foundation is a nonprofit that's not allowed to have a major purpose because they're tax exempt. Um, and that one got dismissed, too. And the only thing that's currently pending in the office is a complaint that was filed by one of the Democrat go-to attorneys against an unaffiliated candidate who ran up in, I think, the Broomfield area. So this poor unaffiliated candidate who probably had no money has been in like a six-month tangle over campaign finance. And the message is clear. Don't run again. Don't Mm. speak. You know, don't come out. We don't want to hear what you have to say. And if you try again... This is what will happen to you. And so I'm sure this, you know, unaffiliated candidate will probably never have anything to do with politics again. Mm-hmm. And and these big groups that she agrees with that benefit her are just going to take a walk. And in one of the complaints or two of the complaints that were filed, um, she was asked to recuse herself because she benefited from the money. And in both of the cases, she sent back an opinion that said, Oh, I don't have to because my elections division is nonpartisan. I mean, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't just declare yourself nonpartisan. Of course you're yep. not. I mean, anybody who watches you can see that you're not part. You, you are a very partisan person. So, I mean, it's just to think that anything is going to happen except what we think is going to happen is completely naive. Okay, Suzanne, what do we do about this? So I think that we can take some lessons from... Um, what's going on with um, the national popular vote. Mm. So this was one that they didn't put a, you know, a safety, safety clause safety on. clause. Right. So it's, they're running initiatives. Well, you know, they're doing pretty well with their grassroots efforts. And they're not paying petition circulators. And instead what they're doing is they're taking to social media and saying, hey, you know, we're going to be at this location on this day. Uh, come down and sign the petition. 
I mean, I think we probably take a lesson from that and see that, you know what, grassroots might work to circulate petitions. And maybe we don't need a million dollars to pay a petition entity to get our issue on the ballot. I mean, maybe what needs to happen over the summer is we all need to get together and figure out what we need to unwind and have a packet of eight or ten questions. And now, you know, I'm going to be at this location. Come sign my eight or ten petitions. And just try to, you know, get on the 2020 ballot and pack it full of stuff that, that needs to be repealed. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what else to do because you can't stop it in the legislature. We can try to draw attention to it and, mm-hmm. you know, um, see the package and what they're doing to Colorado. But I don't know that there's any stopping it. I mean, luckily, some stuff's going to start to die on the calendar because there's only a couple weeks left and they're still introducing bills. So, you know, thank goodness for bob gardner and the filibuster um but okay you know, other than that there's not much we can do okay well suzanne um let's stay in touch um and uh, let's figure out because we we need to we need to take a stand on this so let's stay in touch thank you for shedding light on that and uh cassie any other questions on that i think i think we pretty well understand mm-hmm. this is yeah. pretty pretty bad stuff so suzanne start thank you so much